Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer. We are later going to have Dominique Neely, Kyler Staley, and Zach Tyler on as well as coach Don Carlisle from Ben Davis. We are continuing this week with having coaches on. Coach Carlisle will be on tonight on this episode. Then the our next episode later this week, we'll have Coach Aaron Wolf from Northwood. Want to get caught up to date on some recruiting stuff that we uh, didn't get a chance to record before speaking with Coach Carlisle. So it's just going to be me on this. Braylon Mullins, junior guard from Greenfield Central, has uh, gotten an offer from Notre Dame. Xavier Robinson, junior guard from Lawrence North, picked up an offer from Butler. Butler also offered senior guard Evan Hayward from uh, Burbuff, uh, who's now just seen a jump in his recruiting. So that's that's great for uh, the local product. Uh, Braylon Langley, a sophomore. At Evansville Wright, picked up two Division One offers this week, one from Bryant, one from Jacksonville, and finishing off the week in recruiting is Braylon Mullins again, picking up an offer from Ben Davis. Two commitments this week, K.J. Wyndham, which we discussed a little bit more at length uh, with, with Coach Carlisle, uh, has committed to Northwestern, so I'll let that stand later in the episode, and Jackson Pardon from Carroll, the senior guard, incoming senior guard, from Carroll High School in Fort Wayne, picked or, or committed to Bowling Green. Uh, we again, we will talk more about KJ Wyndham's commitment to Northwestern uh, later in the episode. Jackson Pardon, uh, Bowling Green was pretty much his highest offer. I know he's a legacy recruit. His father played there, as I understand it. Um, if Dominic Neely was on, we would we would probably have a little bit more discussion about this. As far as that, um, you know, I think that's kind of a jump in his recruitment, but he has, he's had some big games this summer and he's an excellent outside shooter. He's a kid that plays hard. He's got a good motor. He rebounds his position well, but he'll also be a guy that can, that can come off screens and hit shots. Uh, For Mullins, big takeaway there is, look, there, there have been some times, and I know we've touched on it multiple times about, his recruiting would sort of hinge on his shooting, how consistent he would be with his shot and his touch. He has seemingly gotten that figured out. And, and a lot of it is just, is really just the touch aspect of it. You know, there's times where when he was a little bit younger, um, even in the middle of last year where he could get, he could get streaky with his shot and would come off a little bit more, not as much arc as what he would need. I think he's corrected a lot of that and is, has been a very, very consistent this spring and summer, and it's showing up in, in his offers. So far this year, he is – hold on, let me pull this up real quick. He has picked up just this summer alone. Uh, well, he came into the summer with – or into the spring with just one offer, IEPUI. Since then, he's picked up Indiana State, Miami of Ohio, Toledo, Valparaiso, Tulane, Kent State, Southern Indiana – Ohio. That was his, well, the, the, the Southern Indiana was the last one heading into July. Then since July, it's been, or I mean, from July on, it's been Ohio, Virginia Tech, Iowa, and Ball State. So he definitely has the three power six offers in Virginia Tech, Iowa, and Notre Dame, although we, <laughs> with the Pac-10 imploding, we may be back down to like a power five in, in basketball. Uh, with the Big East and a Power Four in football, but 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 four but three solidly high major offers to go in with some very very good mid major offers. Uh, so Braylon's recruiting is getting to the point now where he's going to have some really good options to to consider. Um, and then let me unfilter this. Hold on a second. And Xavier Robinson, 
his offer from Butler, you know, he's got since June. Well, he picked up an early offer from St. John's. That was last year, last April. No, that was this April. I'm sorry, this April. And then he's picked up TCU, Oklahoma State, Central Florida, Notre Dame, Arizona, Illinois, and Butler. Those are his high major offers. And then his other offers are East Carolina, Indiana State, IUPUI, Texas Arlington, Northern Illinois, Toledo, and then Temple. At least Temple's in a in a multi bid league, so they're kind of a borderline situation. But Robinson's recruiting is is definitely in great shape. And then the Hayward offer from from Butler. Look, this is a kid that we thought from a very long time was a Division One player. It took a while to get some of that going. His first offer didn't come until June. His first offer, period, didn't come until June of this year. It was actually Lemoyne on the same day as St. Francis. So Lemoyne was really the first Division One offer he got. Um, but then he's had he's had a good good opportunities with a lot of solid mid majors, uh, capping off with Miami, and then Butler comes through to sort of change the level a little bit and flip the script on that. So it'd be interesting to see what he decides to do. Um, that Butler offer is pretty enticing, but but so is Miami uh, for a kid that is, you know, a high academic kid at, at a school, at a, you know, at a school like Burbuff. So, um, you know, no real projections there. Again, it would be hard to turn down Butler. Um, but again, he's got to feel what the, what the better fit is or what the best fit is among all those schools. So Vermont has been a school over the years that has recruited Indiana pretty well. Uh, Eastern Illinois, of course, is right on the border of, of Illinois and Indiana. Coach Marty Simmons there, a longtime head coach at Evansville. Of course, played at Indiana University and Evansville. Has, has always featured, uh, has always recruited Indiana. Uh, even when he was an assistant at Clemson, they uh, they, they came up and recruited in Indiana. Um you know, and Southern Indiana has got a really great thing going down there in Evansville. So he's he's going to have some good offers. Appalachian State has had some Indiana success. Middle Tennessee State uh, with, with Coach Arkenberg now at the helm there. Not not at the helm, I'm sorry. Coach Arkenberg there on staff. Uh, is he at Middle Tennessee or Eastern? I got to look that up. But um, I may have messed that one up a little bit. But anyway, he's he's got some – Hayward's got some good options to choose from. And now this Butler one sort of uh, looms large for those other schools that uh, had come on board this spring and summer. So, so that's the recruiting update for now. We will take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have Dominique, Kyler and Zach. And then we will be uh, having a good discussion with coach Carlisle from Ben Davis, fresh off the heels of, of an undefeated state championship season. All right, guys, we've got Coach Don Carlisle from Ben Davis High School coming off an amazing season. I mean, pretty much, I mean, you did everything, you did about everything right. I don't know about this. right, but <laughs> but uh, we had some success, that's for sure. First undefeated season since, what, Warren Central? Mm-hmm. I look back and before that, when was the last one? It was probably like a Bloomington, yeah, 2009. Other than Warren Central in 2018, you had to go back to 2009. And then you got to go back to Odin and Conley. It's it's not, it's not easy. No, not. And if you look at really how we uh, had to go about it, it was, it was really uh a really big deal. We first eleven games was on the road or neutral. Um, played just about everybody in the top ten out of those first, first yeah, first eleven games. We uh, didn't notice that. And majority of our our schedule last year was on the road. We we got a lot of home games this year. So last year was a, was a special year. Um, double figure. Uh, that we averaged uh double figure big uh victories in uh, in the tournament too so it wasn't like it was close no 18 point average average point spread mhm i had to go back and look to see when the last time a 418 did that 
<laughs> and I think uh, I don't think I don't think it was one game that uh, outside of I think maybe Cathedral, where it was like ten Cathedral and Kokomo was ten and twelve, and after outside of that, the rest of them was more than twenty. So, oh, it, the was, it was pretty yeah, good the tournament. in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say you. Skate by the skin of your teeth coming out of Carmel, but you, yeah, you kind of hit you had three. control. They, we had yeah, you control. Had control. He had, he had yeah, three you did. Buzzer. Yeah, he had a three of the buzzer to make it a one point game. I mean, I, that's right. It, it was still a really good game, and and uh, Sam Warren played probably about as best as I saw a kid play against us, especially with that defense that we played last year. I gained a lot of respect uh, for Sam in that game. Um, I really didn't think that. Just as a as a coach, someone coaching against him, that he was as good as he actually was. Like he, Man, he was versatile. He could do Very he versatile. could do a he could do a lot more than I thought he could. Um, but that that game opened my eyes. It, I thought that uh, probably Marcus Burton and then Sam Orm was probably like the top two uh, guys that we competed against last year as far as individual performances. Yeah. Well, it only took four minutes for me to mention Carmel, so that's not bad. So, <laughs> oh, Zach, get going, man. But get going before before we get too far yeah. down that rabbit hole. I'm sure I could talk for we could talk about that for a while. Go ahead. Hey, Coach Zach Tyler here. Um, hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, thanks for joining. You go into this season uh, a little different than last year, right? You you were pretty senior heavy. Mm-hmm. You lose guys. You lose guys like Sheridan and Clay and and. Uh, uh, Zane, uh, Sean Arnold. How does this summer different in preparation than last summer? Well, like you said, those guys really they played. I brought them up as freshmen. Majority of all those guys played outside of Sean Arnold. He didn't really play varsity until his junior year. Um, but the rest of those guys all played as freshmen on varsity. Um, so it was just more of the same. Those guys, I, I let them take their licks early. Um, as we as they learn how to become varsity players. And um, last year, going into – we knew that we probably had one of the better teams. Their junior year, we got beat by Cathedral in the regional. Just didn't play well. Um, uh, but we knew that we had one of the better teams that year. So coming back, we were really uh, excited about what we had coming back, especially with that senior that senior leg group, especially uh, at the guard. And then, you know, Zane. Zane was a junior all-star and – uh, rim protector and this guy's just got tougher and stronger as as his career went along. Yep. So you guys, I know you guys did a few team camps this year. Um, what else do you guys usually do in the summer uh, to get prepared for the winter? We uh we play in the pack league. Um, usually, always do that, um, and then we'll just practice. Really, we didn't do a whole bunch outside of the team camps and and the pack league. Uh, we practice majority of, uh, I think June, man. June wouldn't be much different than, you know, end season uh, for us. So we practice in the mornings. Uh, we played the games, um, all three levels. Uh, we played in the Fishers League on the freshman level and uh, and played in the tournaments out there. And then we did the pack league and, and went to a couple team camps. So it was pretty good. Good. We talked about KJ a little bit before we got started here. Um, mm. He seems like a hungry dude. Like he is always working hard, ready to get after it. How much of that was much of that rubs off on the other guys? I mean, uh, what I could say about that kid is, man, he's a humble kid who who works hard and he he's for the team. Um, he could have easily last year been a cancer because he started, he got hurt. Then I injected Mark Zachary into the lineup. I just thought it was just a better defensive group. Um, but, I mean, he he was a six starter along with Mark White. I think you had those guys who who uh, who could have started on any team. Um, and those guys relished in their role. I, I'm pretty sure he didn't like it um, coming off the bench, but um, he, he did a great job, great cheerleader, um, extremely hard worker in the weight room in and around the basketball. He loved, he's a he's a basketball junkie addict. He loves to work out. So 
um, when you got a guy like that, when you have a guy like that, then um, it does rub off on the team in a positive way, especially when it was one of your better players who had a little bit of adversity and he, he was able to fight through it and, and still and still have a positive attitude all the way through. Definitely, definitely. One more for me, Coach. Uh, we talked about Zane being a senior and, and his inside presence. On, really mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor, his offensive game kind of took off a little bit towards the end of the season. How are you going to replace that this year? Or what's going to be different this year without Zane? Well, a um, couple guys that play a lot of men, heavy minutes, JV, and dressed a lot of varsity, uh, Tavion Williams uh, is about six. He's probably grown a little bit since the summer. So he's probably about six, eight. Uh, not that much shorter than Zane. They was around Zane, but he comes back to offense. Of course, he's at Ball State, so he's home a lot. So. Uh, seeing those guys right next to each other, he's not much shorter than Zane, if at all. Um, and we have uh, Ramon en- Enos. We call him Mo. Um, he played a lot of varsity for us. A little undersized at the four, but a uh, really tough kid who's able to do some things versatility-wise, offensively and defensively, be it, to be able to get up and down. Another kid that uh, played JV a lot. These guys all were starters on JV and dressed a lot of varsity last year. Uh, Justin Parks, and then we had a transfer come in um, towards the end of last year. Caleb Milan, six ten kid, um, played at Cecina. So, um, you know, he 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 played at a at a way lower level than what 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 we do. He's not accustomed to a lot of things that we get to, but he, I'm, I'm excited about how how he's progressing, having the summer under his belt with us and. And he'll 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 have the fall, of course, in the preseason. So um, I'm excited to see how he'll progress um, as the season comes. And and I think I think we'll be fine, man. We'll be different, but we'll, but we'll be fine. We we've talked a little bit about Caleb through the through June, mm-hmm. fitting in with you guys, just the speed of the game, yeah, and and how that's different. I mean, he was he was effective for Cecina. I I that's the semi state that I went to. Uh huh. I was at I was at Southport that day, and got a chance to watch him play, and that's a big loss for them. But that's you know that's, that's how that goes sometimes, I guess. And he he just yeah. has to get stronger, really. Yeah. I, I think that uh, um, by the by Charlie Hughes, like he had a great Charlie Hughes. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was impressed with how he responded early in the summer. It was it was going too fast for him, so. Um, just saw seeing his progression with being with us daily um, through June to the end of June, how how well he played at Charlie Hughes, especially in the early games. Um, I think that he's going to have a, a great year. I think that some people miss the boat on him if they don't jump in early. Um, but, you know, he just has to get stronger and build some confidence playing against kids, you know, especially in the MIC and, and, and 4A. Once that happens, I think the sky's the limit for the kid. I mean, yeah, Zane's rim protection, that's, for me, I mean, as good as those guards are or were defensively for you, mm-hmm. that's that second layer of <laughs> no chance. You know, that's that's where kid like Burton, you know, and even, like, you know, you mentioned Orm earlier, those guys like that, getting by that second, first and second level, the, the third level only gets tougher. Yeah, with, and that's that's what we that's what we had to replace. And like I said, mm-hmm. for me, even with uh with what how he played in Charlie Hughes, man, he made some pretty good blocks outside of his area. Um, and I said we'll just be different, man. I think instead of blocks, man, I think we'll emphasize on trying to get outside the paint, take charges uh, with the smaller guys. But I think we I think we got a little bit. I don't I won't say we're more athletic, but we're pretty athletic, especially with the guys that that we'll be leaning on. Um, Tavion Williams, man, he he's the same as kind of Caleb. He's a little bit further along because he's been with us. Um, but um, they just got to get stronger, put on a little bit of weight. Once they do that, I think with confidence, the confidence will come for them to make some of them same plays as Zane was making. Because Zane was doing the same things at the same age. I think even Tavion may be a little bit further along than Zane was at the same time in, in, in their careers. Tom, go ahead, bud. Yeah, Coach um, Dominique, I'm up here in uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So I got I got mm-hmm. the two of your games this year in person um, at Southport in December against Cathedral. Mm-hmm. 
and then at the state finals. But man, just love seeing the collection of talent come together kind of in a time where, you know, some kids are moving elsewhere to try to get more shots or whatever the case might be. You got, you had a collection of talent, stay home and come together, Mm -hmm. sacrifice for each other and, you know, made history. And then at the end of the day, everybody eats, right. You you know, Clay Butler, Sean Arnold going D2, Mm -hmm. Sheridan Sharp, you know, Sheridan Sharp, but what averaged under 10 points a game going division one, Indiana all-star, a huge, you know, contributor. And then obviously Zane, you know, KJ just committed to Northwestern. So just, I love watching you guys. I watch a lot of your streams, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. I only got the two in-person games. But one thing I wanted to ask you was your trap, the press, right? Mm-hmm. In the second half, I watched the Bosco game online and you guys were up like 11 or 13 to start the third. And at the end of the yeah. third, you're up like 32, right? Against a Northwood, yeah. I think you guys were down two at half, one by 18, right? And there's different, I think, in the Marion County tournament, things like that. But just what was your philosophy with bringing that press on, that trap in the second half? You know, um, conventional uh, philosophers say just do it the whole game, but I think you can. Uh, I can't expect them to have that type of intensity. I just thought it was a feel. I thought majority of the time we put it in in the second half, uh, specifically the third quarter. People knew it was coming, um, but if you have a guy like Sean Arnold at the top of it, man, that I don't know. I'm, I'm a name award after the kid, man. The kid played it so hard. Like I remember one time he was sick, definitely sick, and came and had four steals in a row, uh, clapping at the top of the. You have that type of energy, like it, it's really, it's, it's really, you know, I can take credit for it as a coach, but it was really um, the energy that Sean brought um, those guards who can really, really guard and keep you in front and push you in the traps. Um, I think that that was more of it. Because, I mean, it wasn't like it was something special. It was just a press, you know, a zone press that we did. We tried to get traps out of it and, be a, and, and play aggressive, especially in the third quarter. My goal was always to start the quarter with stops. And and we would have whatever it is, if it was a two-point game, we would have a goal defensively um, for points. And we would have, like, a goal where we needed to be, how much we needed to be up by the end of the third quarter. And majority of the time um, – it worked, you know. Um, I think the only game outside of uh was probably Kokomo. They handled it. Um, we played well. They they really they went on the run in the third quarter when Zane got in foul trouble, but majority most of the other games of the season, uh, once we got into that trap and that rhythm, and it really you can call that the Sean Arnold defense. Um, because the way he affected the game defensively and with his energy and effort, um, I don't think that there, there has been a kid in history that that could affect the game like him uh, without scoring the basketball at a high clip. So, Yeah, man, that was that was great to watch. And one thing I noticed was as well, it, it didn't seem like you guys were ever in foul trouble much. You know, you guys mm-hmm. play really hard and, and trap and, you know, take the ball from people, but it seemed like you guys were disciplined and didn't, weren't in a lot of foul trouble. Um, well, we work on defense, man. Majority of my practice, if, if, if I have a two-hour practice, an hour would be spent on uh, just figuring out where we need to be uh, tightening up on on our, on our gas, on our rotations, or whatever it is that we focus in on that week for the for the opponents that we have. But majority of it would be what we needed to be, who we needed to be um, as Ben Davis Giants. So um, I think I think it it attributes especially to to the coaching staff and and the good work that we we was able to do with this group, especially defensively. And and they bought into it. So, you know, it doesn't matter what we say if they don't go out there and do it. So um, they bought into it, and, and it was great for the whole group. Absolutely. I got I got one more, then, Kyla, you're up. But um, just moving forward into this year, we know about, you know, the K.J. Windhams, the Mark Zacharys, Mark White. Uh, who are, And I know you mentioned some of the bigs already, but who are some of the mm-hmm. other maybe guards or wings that are coming up that people might not know about that can contribute this year? Well, Dahani Flanagan was with us. He he was uh, in Wayne as an eighth grader. He went to Cathedral, left Cathedral, went to Franklin Central, left Franklin Central. Now he's back at Ben Davidson. He'll help us a lot just because um, he can handle the ball and and um, he can score it on all three levels. So um, if teams want to press us, it'll be really tough. Justin Harrington is another kid who played a lot of minutes, started – and averaged a decent amount on JV. Uh, JV team that only lost, had the only two losses in our program last year. So had some freshmen 
who will probably compete for some minutes, uh, who, who will be sophomores this year. Uh, but Justin Harrington, uh, Mo Ennis, I really believe in Dahani, and then the Big Caleb. I think uh, Justin Parks. I think those will be the ones that that people don't know that'll that'll help us a lot this year. Cool. Thanks, Coach. Mm-hmm. Hey, Coach. Um, good to see you again. Um, just want to go back to KJ Wyndham. Um, recently committed to Northwestern. I just want to get mm-hmm. your thoughts on you know the fit there. You know. Um, the commitment, how do you think he'll do, like, in the Big Ten? Just kind of want to get your uh, thoughts on that. I always thought he was a high major um, kid that was getting a, a bad shake just because people have him, carry, uh, have him as a point guard. I think that um, part of the issue is he can play the point. I think he's a good combo guard who who has really good vision, who can make those plays. You can put him at the point, but for me, I like him in scoring positions. So if he playing the point now, I'm taking him away from what he does best for my group. So um, I think a lot of it was um, he had to commit on defense and and kind of prove show and prove that he could do that at that at that level for for um, a consistent amount of time. I think that he he did that this summer. He was consistent all spring and summer, which is the reason why he started to get as many as much as attention as he did. I think he got maybe 20 offers. Um, this spring and summer. So I thought, I think that it's a great fit. I think that they, they, they play it in a, in a style where it will allow him to shoot the ball, run. And the KJ is probably body wise, man. He, he's put on probably 15 or 20 pounds of muscle. And I think that it only get better, especially when, when he's around in and around a, a big 10 program. Sheridan's been, been at SIU since June and he's put on 11 pounds. So, Ooh. you know, uh, it's I, this, those guys being in different environments and being able to, to, to work out, especially KJ in the big 10 uh, situation where you able to control what he eats a lot better than I would be able, would be able to. And, um, and it's to make sure he's doing everything that he has to do. Um, I think that he'll be fine. I think that he'll actually excel and do a really good job, be one of the, the next um, Indianapolis guys to go down there, go to Northwestern and, and make a good career for himself. Right. Is there any other, you know, improvements in his game that you want to see him kind of develop before he gets to that next level? I just want him to um, to handle it a little bit better against pressure. I think some of the, I think what's going to happen for him this year is, is people going to key in on him. He's always been a part of the scout report because, you know, he – he can come out and hit five or six threes in a quarter and and then the game is over. So he's always been a part of the scouting report. So I know he'll probably see a lot more traps. He'll see people uh, keying in on him a lot more, especially since the other guards are gone from last year. Um, so I would like to see him play make a little bit more, um, get his assist numbers up, and be able to play through those tough situations. That's, that's all. I, I just want him to progress as a player. Um, make the basketball play when it's available. If that means shoot it, then that's the shot. If it means uh, create for his teammates, and then I would like to see him do a good job of creating for his teammates as well. Gotcha. And then switching to another player, another returner, Mark Zachary. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's got pretty much every offer under the sun when it comes to football. What's it mm-hmm. like coaching a player like that, knowing that basketball is probably not going to be his long-term um, long-term situation, you know, do you approach that differently? Like, how, how do you coach a guy like Mark Zachary? Well, uh, with Mark, was, what's unique about him is he's a basketball player, too. He's a, He just does them both at a really high level. In his mind, he could play college basketball. So I think, you know, maybe right now it's starting a little to, to sink in for him. But I, if you would have asked me last year, I would have said that he wanted to go – he wanted to play college basketball, not football. Um, now, you know, he's getting Georgia and Ohio State. I don't know. You know, I, I feel like uh, he told me he wanted to win four state championships. So I think, you know, with a kid like that, his dad and I, we graduated um, together at Ben Davis. His dad is a football coach. We come from the same neighborhood. Um, so, you know, great family. Um, he's going to push him to do to be a be great at whatever he wants to do. Mark is a 4.0 student, over a 4.0 student. So 
Um, I think I think the kid, man, it's easy. It's really easy. Uh, the kid came to me early and told me that if I if I needed to not start him um, last year, then he didn't need to start. He knew he was going to play. So, like, when you have a kid that has that type of maturity, especially young, he started as a freshman and a sophomore for me. Um, it's easy to coach. It's not like a, he, he doesn't have an ego. He loves his teammates, and he just wants to win. Yeah, he's a he's a great player. Um, Jim, that's all I got. Um so ninety-six, you were a junior. Correct. Did anybody give that team a chance to win a state championship? It's funny you say that, uh uh Reamer. He uh this this group is eerily similar to the ninety five well, and ninety six group. That's where I'm going. I mean that's yeah. I mean, because this is is the same situation that this is this is my conversation to this group. No one really gave us a chance. But what's crazy is in 90 and 95, the RJB team went undefeated, too. Yeah. And 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 the the team, the 95 team was 32 and one and won the state championship. It really was never in doubt. Everyone knew that they was the best team, had three all stars on that team. Um, And then we lost seven seniors. So everyone was kind of that's where I'm going with yeah. this. Yeah. I mean that's yeah, kind of where I'm going kinda, with this. Everyone kind of said no. Nah. And then early in the year, we we really didn't play well. Uh lost some games. And I think it may have been the Carmel game, man. We lost pretty bad at Hinkle. Oh, I remember and, I remember uh, playing at Hinkle. I don't remember I remember that game was being a, at Hinkle. It was a TV game, and I think we lost by like 25 or something, something big. Like we got beat really bad and we had a meeting. Uh, good news. That was Whitty. at least a good group. Good news, though. That's good takeaway on that. That was at yeah. least a good group. But you know, you don't you don't ever want to do that. And, no, and, no. And we, uh, you know, you lose a game, you compete. We didn't compete that that game, and and we had a, had a meeting, and coach told us we 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 will be uh, we're in trouble, or we could be the team that undoes what it took twenty thirty years to build at Ben Davis. So after that meeting, we didn't lose again. Um, and I think the the seniors in that group, Jan Price, Antoine Carpenter, Keith um Poisel. Jeff Poisel. Um and we and, and us juniors, man, we we made it up in our mind that we was gonna focus in on defense and play for each other. So um this is similar, right? So we 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 had a great this great year last year and we still we had a lot of success in the program, but it'll get overshadowed, overlooked because we lost seven seniors last year. So and he had two all-stars and had a great year. Um, and what's correct, like it's crazy that you said it because this is something that I've been thinking about and even it'll be what I what I speak about this this preseason, just um the real similarities between 95 and 96 and and, and 22 23, 24. So you got a shot. Uh, we got a shot, man. We got, got a, a shot. Great opportunity. Great I mean, you opportunity. Were... So you were a junior. So the next year you were a junior. Those anybody that listened to this knows you guys repeated. Mm-hmm. You're you're the most out of that group that played. I can't think of who came up behind you that may have not played varsity that year. But out mm-hmm. of that group that played varsity in '96, you're the the highest recruited guy on right. that team. This group that you've got, you've obviously got KJ. You've got Zachary who probably would be recruited to a similar level or he would be a division one basketball player. If he wanted to be, you you've alluded to that. Correct. You probably have a little bit more. You probably have a little more talent on paper as a coach. Um, than what Witty did on paper, yeah. on paper, on paper. Yeah. On I, paper. Thought, I think that and I don't know the depth. I don't remember group. the depth of what, what you guys had your junior year. My junior year, um, I think Jan Jan Price was probably the best best player. He was player, the yeah. oldest, the older. He played varsity a couple years before that, so he had probably had the most experience. Um, Antoine Carpenter was a really good player for us, and then Chet Washington, Darren Graham played. Uh, myself, Virgil Akers, Roy Roy Fry started on that team. On that Virgil. team, has there been um, a more athletic kid to come out of Ben Davis than Virgil? Zachary, maybe probably. 
probably Ahmed Bellamy. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, or, that's or fair. Mark Zach. Yeah, Ahmed Bellamy. I mean, Verge was Verge was like Barkley. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get out, outside of his own way. I think uh, if he if he had a had a mind like me, then he would have went a lot higher. He ended up getting a national championship at St. Francis, but um, Verge was way stronger, way way more athletic. Um, I don't know about skill wise if he was more That's, skilled than I was, but right. he was he was a proto prototypical athlete. We played on the same AAU team, and we would both get twenty twenty five, and he would dunk on seven footers all the time. And, um, his grades and just mentally, he 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 didn't have the capacity to to just do what he had to do. Uh, but Virgil, yeah, Virgil was really good on that team, and we had a really solid team. Jelani, mm-hmm. um, Jelani. We had Jelani too. He was pretty good. Williams, but on paper, yeah, Jelani Williams. He yep. he played. Uh, I think he coached now kind of at part two. It may be a part two or somewhere around there. Um, but Jelani was really good. We Nate Boulay. Um, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, Boulay. we had we had we had a lot of good. We had a was lot he of a, good he was a kick was he a kicker? He played football. I can't remember if he was kicker or not. But I think he was a kicker. He and a kid at Franklin Central. Nick Herzog, and then somebody. There's another kid. We're all like, that's how tall they were in seventh grade. Yeah, they was. He was always kind of big. Yeah, they, so he so he played they was up. huge. Mm-hmm. And then he was. Then then he then he everyone else caught up to him. So yeah, that's where we learn about uh, things like early puberty. I, I guess yeah. my point is is I mean. I think a lot of us regard that coaching job by Witty as probably the one of the best ever <laughs> but but yeah. then under but then that doesn't that takes away from like you said yon yon price was the name most of us knew we we knew you mm-hmm. were coming up but you hadn't done anything i mean how much did you play at the varsity level as a sophomore i, I did look at the box score a couple times yeah not I, not much not I, much i've dressed i dressed a lot but you okay. know they was um they were big so mm-hmm. you know i played the, i played the three at that time probably a little bit of the four um, and Damon Frierson was Mr. Basketball. He never came out the game. And they had Courtney and James and Terry Ingram and Ahmed Belmez all on the bench. So they were really big. They really needed guards. So Chet Washington and Darren Graham, uh, we would all dress, but they would they would be the guys that went in the game because the majority of the, the bench were all big. Terry Ingram, all those guys were 6'8", six, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, so, you know, Ahmed was really 6'2", but he really played the 4, 3'4". Um, they didn't need they didn't need guys in my position. They needed they needed guards. Yeah. Um. So we didn't really play much. Right? We got we dressed and played. Like I didn't dress in the tournament in '95. So I dressed in the sectional and the, and the regional. And how you could have so many pe- players on the roster, right. but I didn't dress after that. So, um, it was a little bit of a boost for me, uh, because I felt like I I should have played and could have played, especially anywhere else. In the state, so uh, Derek Derek Davenport was on that team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he ended up transferring he was to LN. LN, yeah, yeah, he ended up transferring to LN his senior year. We beat him in the regionals, uh, but with him, like uh, he was on the JV team with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he he dressed worse. Oh, he too, transferred so, like, out. Oh, he's your. He grade. transferred out. Now he's he's ninety six. I'm ninety seven, but he was a senior 90- in ninety six. Why do I not remember that part? Jeez. Yeah, he went to uh, TCU, played at yes. TCU. So, yeah, Derek Davenport played with us his uh, his sophomore junior year, and then he transferred to uh, to LN. So, like we were we were really we were pretty stacked. Uh, I don't know, people don't really remember that. Like we beat everybody by twenty five on JV that year too. So, and you know you don't you don't go by JV no, JV scores. But... So, but yeah, we were pretty good. Uh, we had a we had a really good group that was just that was just a really good group came through ben davis football basketball um baseball whatever every sport that we would kind of win in everything so so, so we started time. we started this coaching series thinking that we were going to go through each class of of teams that we thought were going to be like well i mean obviously we can't do 10 a week so there's yeah of course. give us a little give us a little slack for for uh, you know, 
the the ability to re- how many episodes we could record. You know, mm. we 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 st- we did put sort of Blackhawk and Lutheran a little bit higher. Like this week, we're also after you're done here, we're going to bring on Coach. We're going to have Coach Wolf from Northwood. Who, That's by the guy, way, man. by the way, says you you really should just him. give him the Hall of Fame trophy. I owe him some Jordan ones because he beat me in the. Oh, we had well, there a, we go. had a we had a friendly bet. He beat me in the in the in the junior all star game. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he's he's got family here on the north side, so he could come down pretty easily and collect that. But, <laughs> but I guess. Uh, we definitely were going to have you and Wolfie on the same week, thinking mm-hmm. that you guys were defending state champs, who were probably still going to be in the running for you know to to repeat. Yeah, maybe on paper not as strong as Blackhawk and Lutheran, so that's kind of where we went mm-hmm. with the with that. I, I'm doing a poor job of explaining. That. My point is, I'm, what no, I'm I getting to, what I'm getting to is. Your path has gotten a little easier here in the last few weeks. Yeah, I saw that. Um, a few, a few, few guys opted to go yeah. take their yeah. talents to South Beach, or in, in a, <laughs> for lack of Evident- a better word. Evidently, they're afraid of Ben Davis. I don't know. Well, you know, you, you could you could make an argument for it. They haven't had much success. I'm going to make that argument just because <laughs> I'm a jackass like that. So. <laughs> No, but I, I I really do like both of those players, man. I think they did they did what was best for them, and they they you know they got good people around them and family members that they able to talk talk that that stuff through. So I think you're, they just made a decision that was best for them. You're nicer than me, Don. <laughs> my my nah, thought yeah, is I mean, my thought is is you there, why how can you get a better schedule than what what those two schools and obviously you and. Mm-hmm. Other mixed schools, and not that they're both in the either one of them are in the mix, but I mean, how much better of a schedule can you get playing? I think I think you can argue uh, not schedule and not team, but like players. You know what I mean? Like practices. If, if I if you know playing against these guys every day and then going out and traveling, so like if I'm in a, in, the, in some of those guys' shoes, like I need to figure out how to travel, go on the road and play and plan and in these high profile places against really really I'm not saying that Indianapolis Indiana doesn't have great competition but if you if you look at the the national you know like KJ's a top 100 top 150 guy you know but you playing against the guys in the top 10 every week top 20 every week is different than if you playing in Indiana you may like okay, you play against Flory. You, if you play against us, you might play a guy in the top one hundred, maybe, in Indiana. You know Xavier Robinson. You might you might play like five guys, but if you go to those types of schools, like you put yourself in position to have to compete with those guys um, every bad. week. They play some bad teams, man. They, it's not all. It's it's yeah, not all. It, it, they it's there's a few showcase games. And the rest of it's like. Winter Haven, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Just like I had some opportunities to go play some some schools that I probably won't be able to take advantage of just because of the four hundred mile rule. So like yeah. it's certain certain things, it's certain things that you that you can't do because you playing in certain spots. So like, but they can they if, can come here now. They can they can come here. They can now. They eliminated half of that. Mm-hmm. And La Lu won't play anybody. You don't have to comment. You don't, you don't have to. I'll be the bold no. material guy. Lalu won't play anybody. Not in this state. Not anybody good. I think they will. I just think it got to make sense. Like yeah. we played well, I mean. Don they, Bosco but, last year, um, but it hasn't made sense because those those teams are not um, ISHA teams. So like the stats may, no, don't necessarily count. So like it's. It's hard sometimes to get a team to to say I'm gonna go play you guys when it don't really necessarily count. It counts on your record, but it don't necessarily count for certain stuff. So um I don't know. I don't know. I'm a proponent for the kids though. Like I think the kids gotta do what they gotta do. Um, especially if you in that position, like, okay, overtime elite, I don't know much about that league. I don't. I don't know much about it. All I know is I see stuff on TV. It, it has a huge uh, social media presence, uh, so that could be 
like a reason to but it could all it could also be another way to like I saw some kids go do that and bounce back to Indiana by mm-hmm. Christmas. end of the season. So you yes, know, like, yes. like it, oh, it yeah. could it could work in your favor. It also could we, like expose you a little bit. We only read about the ones who make it. Exactly. So you know, there's we other, only read there's about other. the ones we make it. But you know what I mean. Like that's on them. I'll take it. it. No, we, it is. We'll we'll compete and we'll whoever's in front of us. That's who we'll play. So. Um, I don't know yeah, if it's a Ben Davis thing, but I think that uh, I'm I'm happy with where who we are, where we are, and what we got coming. So, is Mark going to have those opportunities in football? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think what I don't understand about some of that stuff is like right now, Mark holds an offer from Notre Dame, Purdue, half the Big Ten, Michigan, Ohio State. Georgia, so he only he's only missing a few PW. You know what I mean? He's only he's only missing a few, and that's just because uh, they don't think they they probably don't have a chance at this point. Exactly. So like, if you transferred out and went to like a school like like right now, Ben Davis is playing Moeller this year, and he's playing IMG at home. So like, okay, so where you gonna go to IMG? Are you gonna go somewhere in Texas and play in one of those schools? You're getting the same recruitment. The only difference is, like, he has USC, too. So, like, the only difference is, like, if he goes on the West Coast, he might get some more West Coast schools. So, like, I don't know, like. Oh, you mean Big Ten schools? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, Pretty the West soon. Coast, In a the couple West of years. Coast, Big Ten. Yeah, the West Coast Big Ten schools. So, like, there's really no, like, there's really Gosh. no. There's really no reason for for him to go and do that. Now, if he was still getting, if he was just getting mid-major offers and now being on a bigger stage would allow him to attract the other bigger schools, then that then that makes sense to me. But if you already on everyone's radar and you plan a, a good schedule and you and you know here at home, like there's no reason for you to go do that. So you just inadvertently agree with me on the other basketball things we talked about. Yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm not saying I don't agree. All I'm saying is, you know, you got to make people got to be able to make that decision for themselves. That's it. No, I, I that's fair. Like I said, you're nicer yeah. than I am. <laughs> I have to be. <laughs> this is true. In this regard, I don't have a boss. That's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So you know, in, in that in that in that respect, I hope that he's. I hope and I hope that he plays basketball, right? Because you know, a lot of kids, especially That's right. you'd lose you'd lose him too, wouldn't you? Jeez, I forgot about that part. But a lot of kids, though, they they graduate early. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they that. go to school and play spring ball. He's not doing that. I don't know. I, <laughs> we'll see. He's not we'll doing see. that. He don't have to. No, I know, but, but he's. But you know what like I mean? Like you said, like, he's a bass. There's a look, there's a lot of well, I, I don't know the kid very well, so I'm just speaking out of my butt. But there's a lot of kids who are you see this in baseball, you see this in football. They're they're baseball players who just happen to be good at basketball. Mm-hmm. He's different, he's a good basketball player. Well, I I I I've coached football players that play basketball. Correct. He's a basketball player that play, plays basketball. Play. It just happens to play football too. So right, he's I both. think he'll be I think he'll be good at whatever if he whatever sport he chose, I think he'll just be he'll be good at he's Bo Jackson. He's the guy that when they talk about multi-sport athletes, that's the guy exactly. you talk about. He's Deion Not, Sanders. He's Bo Jackson. He's that guy. He's that type of good. We hear these deals where like and I'm not saying it's wrong. I just they say, oh, he's multi-sport. Well, yeah, he's the best, one of the best athletes in his school. Of course, he's going to be mm-hmm. multi-sport. Yeah. And usually it's football and track. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a, it's a spring sport. Or baseball. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's baseball. It's either baseball. It's like football, football, baseball, football, track. Um, but, he's, but it's, it's hard he's to both. do. It's hard to do fall, winter. Mm-hmm. But he, he does it. He does it with grace. Cause, um, but, but what I would say about him is, and I when once he started to come, I said, okay, he's serious. You know, some guys, if they play football, they'll they won't come to basketball until football is over. He would come. Anytime there wasn't football, he would come to basketball. And that, and for me, that's that's where you have to be if you want to be good. Because now these guys that were you were better than last year, they've been working all year while you've been at football. 
and now they've caught you or passed you up. So if you're going to be a two-sport uh, athlete, then you're going to have to, like even in basketball season, he got to be catching, he got to be running routes and catching footballs. Like he got to be working on football stuff. And then during football season, he got to be dribbling the ball. He got to be shooting. Mm-hmm. He got to come and, and work a little bit with us, um, even in the midst of football season. Now, if we're doing competitive stuff, I wouldn't make him do it because I wouldn't want to want him to get hurt doing some stuff that we're doing. Uh, but I still would want him to be shooting, shooting the ball. I still want him to be working on his ball handling and doing things of that nature. That way, when he comes back, it doesn't take him a whole month um, to get his basketball legs, which is some of that's going to happen anyway because basketball is just a little different uh, kinetically than uh, than football. Right? It's a lot of stops and pauses in football. Basketball is – Constant. It's a different. It's a different. It's a different type of system that you work in when you, when you playing basketball versus football. But so you're gonna have to get basketball legs versus football. But if he's if he's doing those things, if if two sport athletes are working on those types of things, um, in the off season, even though they're doing the other sport, then they can be successful at both. Good stuff, coach. Guys, you got anything else? That's it for me. Good. That's it. That's it. Don, you got anything you want to anything to say? Go Giants, man. Let's see if we can <laughs> let's see if we can uh replicate that 95-96 this year, man. I think we got the horses to do it and we definitely got the capacity as a coaching staff to, to try to push them to get it there. So I appreciate you guys having me on, man. You guys have a good night. All right, Don. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, coach. Appreciate right. it, coach. Thanks. Guys, thanks. We'll uh that's the end of this one. We'll Look forward next week to coach later in the week to coach Wolf's podcast. <laughs> <laughs>